welcome to the next episode of the Winchesters Weekly. I am Emily. And I'm Mandy. Uh, and this is actually Supernatural on the Rocks. I don't know why I didn't say that first. And I don't know that it matters. But welcome yeah, to the next... <laughs> we're, a, we're like a split brand at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's all under the same umbrella. Yep. And also includes Glee on the Rocks. But it's all it's all one big happy family. But welcome to the next episode. This is uh, season one, <laughs> well, of who knows how many, but yeah. season one, episode five, uh, Legend of a Mind, which is a song lyric uh, and title from the Moody Blues. Okay. I didn't recognize that one. Uh, um, I didn't either, because I actually think it's, is it a lyric or is it just the title? I forgot to write that down, but this is the uh, Timothy Leary's Dead song okay like oh no he's outside looking in timothy leary's dead okay yeah because would not have have recognized that from the name i don't recall because we're we're a a week late on this one but i don't recall if it actually played in the episode or not because the end credits are i put a spell on you which is funny but not this song but it does continue the the winchester's um song lyric as the title of the episode which we love yeah. they 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 appear to be sticking with that and i'm happy with it i am too so the uh rundown of this episode is hidden secrets from ada's past come to light when the gang goes undercover to look into a suspicious death still reeling from the last hunt millie asks mary to keep an eye on john as they split off from the others to get intel on the new case carlos and ada's stakeout connects the victim to the next target Latika's research comes up with some interesting results that lead John to be Mary's lifeline out of a sticky situation. Before anything begins, did you also think that it was a young Chris Noth in the cold open? Yes. Great. Because yeah. I had a moment where I was like, is that fucking Chris Noth? Yeah. No. Um, I... <laughs> they, they nailed it unintentionally, I guess. Yeah. I like I know it couldn't have been him, but I did have yeah. a moment like, wait a minute, did they yeah. age Chris Noth into this episode? If they did, yeah. amazing use of their budget. Yeah, like <laughs> they spent all of their CGI on that one, none for spiders. <laughs> no, no money for spiders. Yeah. All the money for de aging Chris Noth into yeah. the Winchesters. And I wasn't going to be mad about it. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, it was not Chris Noth. It was instead a councilman. I'm sure this actor has a name. I didn't look it up because it's not Chris Noth. Uh, But our case of the week revolves around uh, people who are waking from nightmares uh, and getting mm, attacked from within, I guess, is one way to to put it. So we have a, a councilman who is like running from something uh, in a dream and then gets attacked by a creature when he wakes up which like who hasn't been right like <laughs> absolutely same bruh <clears throat> um so that's our our case of the week for the gang to go after uh but first we have to have a uh, mother-son moment with uh well, mother, son, and potential girlfriend, but currently yeah. um, best female friend uh, who knows her way around an engine, Mary Campbell, because that's how you know she's the cool girl, is that she also yeah, can work on a, 
a motorcycle. That whole scene was just so cheesy. It was real cheesy. Like, oh, you're you're really committing to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so John's dad left him a motorcycle because that's what absentee fathers do is they leave you a motorcycle to yeah. remember them by. If you've never read a book or watched a TV show about teenagers, um, you get a motorcycle. That's what you get. Yeah is not a father figure or uh, a two-parent household. You get a motorcycle. And John, who wants to get on Mary's good graces, knows she's been a hunter her whole life, has seen her in action, still assumes she doesn't know how to fix something. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a dude move. That's that was, a... That was a real hard 1960s dude yeah. move. Yeah. Yeah. And the way John is written right now is he's very much a 2020 dude. He is. Yeah. He speaks to his mother the way a 2020 dude would. He treats the women that he encounters the way a 2020 man would. There's no, there's nothing about him that reads 1960s man. There's nothing about any of the characters that really read 1960s. They are, they're not even really trying with the wardrobe. No. Which we've, we've kind of talked about, but, and I didn't specifically notice any like terminology that stood out this time, Mm -mm. but the overall vibe was just not 60s. Like if I could watch this entire thing and someone tell me it was set in 2022 and I'd be like, oh, cool. Right. Yeah, you'd just be like, man, they really like yeah. retro outfits. Like, all right, they're really into, like, bell-bottoms and platforms. I got it. The The most they looked 60s is when they uh, dressed up to go visit the campaign. Yeah, yeah. I thought when they put on slightly more conservative outfits. Or, I guess, what we consider, like, conservative with, like, some florals um, and, like, stiffer fabrics felt to me what reads more 60s Mm -hmm. but yeah and i i don't know if i consider it a complaint but like if you look at um you know we're we're re-watching supernatural at the same time for the the main thrust of this podcast which is supernatural on the rocks um when you re-watch like seasons one through nine it feels early 2000s it it very much does (laughs) yeah and like their their wardrobe is early 2000s their hair is early 2000s especially technology like the technology they're using yeah like the cell phones they pull out Mm -hmm. of their pocket and like i know we're not gonna be as in tune with 1960s stuff but like it would be really interesting to see them using some 1960s technology Right. I mean, occasionally someone picks up an older yeah. phone. Have well, has anyone has anyone used a phone booth yet? They have. Or oh. am I making that up? I don't I feel like that. someone's been I in think, a phone booth, or maybe yeah. I've just imagined that at this point. I mean, the van is kind of dated, mm-hmm. but also not really because like sprinter vans that people use the back of as a living place also pretty common today. It's so in right now to have that hashtag van life that you're like oh i've seen that on instagram yesterday um because everything old is new again so and i i mean i know we can't blame i mean 
a lot of this has to do with budget, right? Like sourcing things from the sixties is difficult and it's much harder to create wardrobe that looks older than it is just to go to the store and buy new things and kind of like scrub it up and make it look worn. Um, I mean, they really just need to find someone's aunt in their sixties with an attic full of old boxes. I, f- I feel like there are Instagram users whose yeah. entire yeah. shtick is, hey, I this is my grandmother's retro shit and I'm trying it on for you. Just go raid that person's stuff and give them a, a wardrobe credit. <laughs> Assistant to the wardrobe department and let it fly. There is just something that makes it look not quite believable. And... Maybe that's fine for a majority of the audience, but like I, I would love just a little bit more believability in mm-hmm. in the look of where they are. I mean, um, yeah, like we don't need to be like beat over the head with it, but like mm-hmm. it just being like background texture that you notice that's there if you look for it would be nice. Yeah, because like you know when you're. Um, when you're watching a movie and you know that it's set in the 70s and all of the cars are from that era, like you just know that that's correct. Like you you don't want to see a 2020 SUV in the background of your 1970s movie. When you're watching this, you just you don't you don't want to see threads from H&M. Not that these are. They just have like a yeah. they just don't have the vibe. The vibes are wrong. <laughs> Wardrobe aside. Millie is just really glad that John's taking some time off from hunting after, you know, the therapy session that he was not fully invested in in the previous episode. Um, That's a thing. Maybe John should be more invested in all of that. But I think we're seeing hints of how John reacts to the traumatic events of these cases in a way that maybe Mary and Carlos and Ada don't react like he really takes it in and takes it to heart especially since that hunt was about him mm-hmm. um so i think it will be interesting moving forward in the series how these hunts work to transform john now into john season one through two yeah. of supernatural because oh yeah i mean we've we've discussed this before but that is two very different people they're very different yeah uh and it's kind of it's a it's a sad change because this man here is he would like to date mary and um his mom seems to really like her and knows that john is into her and uh, it's something that he's like tentatively inching towards in this episode uh although he's terrible at it um and it you know there's a heart in there that eventually just gets demolished by the events of his life um and that's fascinating and i'm sure is rife for fanfic how is this thing and this show doing fanfic wise i don't know we should find out I'm let's see what uh what good old ao3 tells us yeah, about Winchester has more or less fic than goncharov right now <laughs> we should do a mini episode on the thing that doesn't exist <laughs> how as an aside and we're going to keep this in this episode just to annoy mm-hmm. people. How long did it take you to figure out that that was not a real movie? About a day. 
Okay, great. Because yeah. I kept seeing stuff and I was like, I don't yeah. give a fuck about Martin Scorsese. Jesus Christ, this man hey, needs to stop. I think I just kind of glazed over the post. I was like, that's <laughs> weird. But I don't think I care. I saw so. Martin Scorsese's name and I was like, don't yeah. care about a mafia no. movie. Fuck. I did, the only thing I paused on, I was scrolling through and I saw a poster and I was like, is that is that Sybil Shepherd in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait. On the fake posters. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Sybil Shepherd wasn't in a Scorsese movie. <laughs> and then nope. I just kept scrolling. I didn't even question it hard then. Mm-hmm. Nope. It took me a little while when, mm-hmm. when the people that I follow were starting to reblog things. I was like, okay, but you are ex glee blogs you yes. are not martin scorsese why are you invested in this then i started actually paying attention i was like okay clever and how long is this gonna take to die uh longer it's taking longer than i ex- anticipated because now there are think pieces online about why this is a thing i was explaining it to mav earlier <laughs> Jeez, like, first i posed the question to her have you uh w- what are your thoughts on this lost scorsese movie because i wanted to see like if she knew if it had, yeah if it had like penetrated her circles um, um she she did not know <laughs> so i gave her like a brief summary all right amazing. there there are 30 fix <laughs> in the winchester stag all right um i guess you guys have some work to do yeah the fake movie is winning by a lot <laughs> all right now uh, we also have who are the pair i'm assuming the pairings are john mary <laughs> okay um i'm gonna come back to that there is one rpf fic for the fandom guess what the pairing is uh the guy who plays john and the guy the person who plays carlos no mm-hmm. uh <laughs> It's not even, like, I get why that they have tagged this, so it is also tagged. Uh, they, they tagged everything. Jensen and the guy who plays? You, you got it half right. John? No. It is Jensen Ackles Dean Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> Set during the filming of the pilot. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. It's rated teen, though, so that's oh. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> How many hundreds of thousands of words? Um, one thousand nine hundred and seventy-two. No. Yeah. Developed nothing. All right. So the popular ship. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Why I'm surprised. The most popular ship for the Winchesters is still Destiel. <laughs> <laughs> They're not oh. even in the show. No, <laughs> seven of them. Um, they're actually, actually, it's not most popular. It is tied with John and Mary. Okay. Still. <laughs> and then oh, there's boy. a couple of Carlos, John, one Anna, Mary, three Lotta, Mary, and then the rest are all reader fix. There's there are two Castiel U reader fix in the Winchester's tag. Oh boy. All right. So yeah, y'all y'all gotta get to writing some things. Guys need to do some work. On the other hand, there is no one on this show that I feel compelled to ship. Even the couple that were really, really supposed to. I know. Writers gotta do some work. They do. They gotta they gotta start showing, not telling. 
Well, I mean, so we can kind of jump to this. We'll, we'll come back to the actual monster plot here um, mm -hmm. eventually. But so it's well, eh, skipping around is hard, but I wanted to come to this. John goes and visits his ex-fiance cop, Betty, adorable name, to get some intel on some of the victims because they're trying to figure out, like, why? Do, how do these victims know each other? How can we figure out what's happening? How do we link them? His chemistry with Betty is pretty good when you compare his chemistry with Mary. Yeah. And that's yeah. not great. It's not. But, like, I, I am intrigued by her character. I mean, I think the fact that... I don't know um she's we know mary's motivations already like mm -hmm. five episodes in yeah and we don't really know quite what's up with with betty no no we don't because at the you know at the end of the episode here um john tells mary that he thinks that she should leave lawrence when she's done hunting and that she should take the motorcycle with her and all of that and that is not what she wanted to hear from him like i think she thought that he was going to take that opportunity to ask her out mm -hmm. um even though she had turned him well she didn't really turn him down in the previous episode or previous episode episode before yeah. when he asked her to the movie I think maybe she just didn't realize that he was asking her out. But this time, she definitely wanted him to, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a little misconnection action happening here. And in this episode, we don't know where her once date person that, um, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, I was expecting more follow up on that. And maybe there will be with yeah. the the journalist um seems like kind of an important character to yeah. leave behind so i am expecting him to show back up with a little you know trouble here and there between him and betty and john and mary you know things can't be too easy even in a 13 yeah. episode series so but yeah so I, it just kind of struck me that you know at least between the actors on a romantic chemistry sense that john and betty had a little something sparking on the screen there in their little scene that was it was nice i liked it it was yeah it was definitely one of the more interesting parts it was um, well in terms of their storyline right right so for our monster we've got this creature that seems to be going into people's uh dreams we have the dead councilman who's brain has been beaten into mush from the inside yeah that sounds pleasant it does it sounds uh it's, really yeah. great um so obviously they're gonna investigate it and once again mary separates them by her and john and then carlos and ada with latica like on the side like i guess yeah um I did love Carlos taking the moment to remind everyone that they do have a demon trapped inside a bonsai tree. Yeah. <laughs> I, they can bring that up every couple of episodes and I'll be happy. Me too. It's delightful. It's my favorite part of the show. Um, I wish there was an Easter egg somehow in Supernatural of a bonsai tree somewhere. They'd be like, oh, that's what that was for this whole time. Uh, it can't be, but uh, I wish it was. Um, 
and he so Carlos does also remind everyone that the Akrita is just running around in a human body in case anyone's just forgotten about that whole thing. Mary thinks that this new case is a direct line to the Akrita with no evidence pointing to that whatsoever. Yeah. Other than the plot she demands it. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, she's not wrong, but also didn't do her homework. Exactly. Didn't show her homework. <laughs> she didn't show her work. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything... So, so far, everything in the Winchesters, they're trying to, like, oh, this case leads either to her missing dad or to the Akrita, where in Supernatural, the cases were just, like, them hunting monsters for a long time. It was just their job. They just needed to do it because that's what they did. And I kind of liked that where they, it's not that there wasn't character development happening in all of the episodes, but each monster wasn't trying to lead the plot into, okay, if we hunt this monster, it's going to lead us to the bigger monster. If we hunt this thing, it's going to lead us into this thing. It was just, this is the job. Yeah. Got to do it. Um, so Ada agrees with Mary and John, but I, you know, there's no real reason why for her, but we will find out later. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lodica thinks that the creature is a djinn. She is half right. Yeah. <laughs> they go to search one of the billions of abandoned warehouses that litter the countryside I don't know how many abandoned warehouses you've come across in your travels. I honestly can't think of a single one. No, not many. No. Uh, looking for a djinn, which is a monster that we come across a number of times in Supernatural. It seems to be something that the writers of the show like. I think. I, for- I, yeah, I kind of enjoy that too. Just the fact that everything isn't inherently new just because this is a new show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some things are. Again, like a, bonsai tree demon. <laughs> bonsai tree demon. Right. But, like, gins don't yeah. just appear in Supernatural. Yeah. They would have fought them before. Yeah. Um, but in this instance, a uh, a young man runs out of the building who is Ada's son. Were you surprised? Uh, yes. By her, yes, her because I thought Ada was like 25. <laughs> yes thank you that is is like i put in all caps in my notes how fucking old is ada she has got a 17 year old son and she looks like she is 26 did she have him when she was 10 like i I guess understand just got that good skincare line happening because damn that's the real magic that's a witch yeah it's not only a demon in the bonsai tree, it is also her wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Like evil Dorian Gray situation happening. <laughs> She's just keeping her age in a bonsai tree. And the tree ages and just gets bigger and bigger. You know what? Do it. Yeah. That's fine. I accept this. If she just yeah. would say that. I would be fine with that, yeah. But no, she just happens to be a real young looking... 30 not 40 i don't know shit so yeah we get uh, ada's backstory which is that she uh, fell in love with a jinn 
who uh, thought he could use his powers for good uh, and couldn't um, hold back the hunger of um, what brains, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I forget uh, how the gins all kind of manifest, but we have seen them. I was going to say, I don't think they like physically eat people. No, they like eat your energy yeah. source, right? After my... Yeah, yeah, didn't Dean... Yeah, Dean got captured twice. Yeah, yeah he got captured in one, like, season three or something, and then in season six. But obviously, Hunters came and killed uh, Ali, her her partner. Um, and then when Tony, their son, turned 17, he got his powers, uh, scared his mother, and ran off. Have we seen a lot of half monster children i don't think so I'm trying to recall if they uh, come later we've seen full monster children yeah. in supernatural that the the brothers have to decide what to do with evil kids evil, or evil kids morally and... great kids but yeah not not many half ones mm -hmm. um in the the male winchester fashion John just says it's their job to hunt monsters. Yeah. Which is something... Is it Sam or Dean says later? Maybe they both say it at different times. Ooh, research fail. It comes up in a couple, at least a number of times, where they encounter, um, you know, werewolves living as humans, uh, vampires who aren't drinking human blood, and having to decide... Is it worth leaving them be or killing them? Like, what is a monster and when do they... And then we get, yeah, we get that nod back to that later on in the episode. Mm -hmm. um, yep. With Mary. Yep. So Ada and, uh, so, so Tony runs off because, you know, he's uh, faced with a number of hunters. They tend to do what they tend to do. Meanwhile, the rest of the gang here is investigating the deaths of the... Uh, is there, like, three people who have been killed by this creature that is, yeah. like, getting into their brains and using, like, a toxin um, to control them? And they are figuring out that the Akrita is trying to control humans. Because... Mm -hmm. not? Obviously, someone in the group needs to be attacked. Of by, course. Um, you gotta raise the stakes. You gotta raise the stakes. I love the bug in this episode. The monster that's doing yeah. this attacking. Uh, did it not look like the bug from Starship Troopers? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for Casper Van Dien to show up yeah. with like the world's largest gun and just blow it to shit. It's an episode starring Christopher North and Casper yeah. Randy. It's a full late 90s, early 2000s episode of Supernatural. Naturally, Mary is the one to jump in front of the team to take the hit from this bug and gets injected with this toxin. And Tony has to do his little dreamwalking ability into her mind to save her. And these are one of those those creatures that's like what is it what is its ability like what is it doing 
it's killing them by digging into their nightmares like what is happening here why can't i just kill them but yeah it like traps you in your trauma so mary the most evil thing i mean isn't that just like living these days being trapped in your trauma oh that's true like suck it up mary we're all there (laughs) yeah you're not special mary (laughs) these people dying trapped in their trauma like us too we've spent years (laughs) trapped in trauma so yeah, so there's like stingers embedded in your mind and this whole thing of how this thing operates. The real kick of it is that you have to go into your deepest, darkest fears to what the thing is that you don't want to face and face it. Obviously, John has to go in as well into her mind to help. Do we want to use the word rescue? Um a little bit help help her assist maybe yeah because it it had a bit of a like go forth man and save the woman yeah which is like mm. the wrong kind of 60s representation again a little a little bit we want to see clothes not sexist condescending attitudes yes or like why doesn't ladica go in and save her or Ada, the witch with powers. <laughs> but no, send forth the man. Uh, but Mary's trauma that she is being trapped in is her parents telling her as a kid that monsters are real and that she will have to hunt them down and kill them. Mm-hmm. When she was five. Which later is what John Winchester will tell sam and dean when they are children that monsters are real and that they will have to be hunters because generational trauma yep and john apparently learned nothing from this memory of mary's literally none like that was such a like comparison of mary's trauma coming from being five years old and being told you know you have to kill the monsters like that that went in one ear and out the other he's like oh wait that's not a (laughs) how-to this wasn't an instructional this is not a how-to guide yeah Yeah. he he was told by a witch a half djinn and three other people this is her deepest trauma and you have to get her out of this before she dies don't tell your four and eight-year-old this so tell my four and eight year old this. No, John. No. Uh, so naturally, uh, Mary gets rescued from her nightmare, or the season would be terribly short and we would have no yeah. Sam and Dean, yeah. which could make for a very interesting reboot of Supernatural, where Mary doesn't survive and uh, a completely different set of hunters reigns. I don't think it's what we want. Uh, Tony also tells Ada and uh, Lata that when he was inside the councilman's brain that he heard talk amongst the the like bug psychic collective that there was this like talk of collecting the essence of dead monsters. So clearly the Akrita um, have a larger plan. And that seems to be what Rogan 
Roxy is doing um, when she like goes to the site where they've killed one of the monsters and like gets that little light source thingy into her jar. She's like collecting up their essence for an unknown purpose. Maybe it's like an energy source. Yeah. Or maybe it's like what Cass is doing in season six, (laughs) gathering up the souls for a power surge. Spoiler alert for season six of Supernatural on the Rocks. But we do get to see Rock and Roxy, uh, a.k.a. the Akrita at the end of the episode, who we didn't see in the last episode, doing paperwork. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I do love her, though. Like, I think I'm most intrigued by her. So I'm, like, tentatively giving them, like, high marks on interesting villain. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. Like. We'll see how it like shakes out, but I also again I do like Bridget Reagan, but I don't know they're they're not going the obvious cheesy. I was trying to think of a supernatural one to compare it to, but like early supernatural villains, mm. like Satan villains, yeah, right, yeah. The early supernatural villains were like a a yellow eyed demon. Yeah, so there. I mean. The Akrita may still turn out to be just as cheesy. Well, she does seem to want to destroy the entire world. Yeah. Overreaching a little. Overreaching. She's really, um, really going for the big whole hog experience of this show. Instead of starting small by just trying to, like, open some seals. Yeah. Maybe capture an angel, perhaps. But no, she's really, really aiming high. And I appreciate that about her. You know, she's not, uh, she's not fucking around. I'm, I guess, a little curious how, I mean, our intrepid gang of however many don't, they have not cultivated too many skills yet. I mean, like, except, except for maybe Ada, who has a good, like, 15 to 20 years on the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder she's not around all the time. She's yeah. got a jo- she's got like a life. She's got a fucking life. She probably Sometimes has a full time job. She's got to do yeah. groceries. She got taxes. She's like doing her tax returns. She's got a four hundred one k. Jesus, she might have other kids. Oh God, what if she has other kids? Wow, she's got a husband somewhere or a wife. We don't know. Yeah. She's got dogs at home. She's got to walk. She's got a mortgage. I guess, I guess this has made me more interested in Ada. Yeah. Like, also, it makes the bonsai thing even funnier because, like, she's old enough. She's not fucking around either. She's no. like, nah. No. <laughs> you in the tree now. She, she put that demon in timeout. Yeah. She already raised a kid. She knows what to do. Yeah. She's raised a kid. She's so tired. <laughs> she is done that is so funny she's so done with these people yeah so that's really you know the episode is fighting uh some kind of dream walker bug creature mm-hmm. seem to be our uh our, our big bad of the episode they had to throw the cgi at something they did i mean well they had a young youngified chris Noth. true true <laughs> That was the real CGI. Oh. It was real good. Oh, and at the end there, Tony and Lata were had a little flirty flirty where he asked if he could write to her. Yeah. 
was actually really cute. That surprised me. Because my, I mean, it was cute, but also, how old is Lotta now? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Any of them. Is she 16 or something? Like, she could be 12 or she could be 35. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't know what to think. This is, this is going to be the real mystery. It's, this is going to be the mystery of the show. Like, how old are people? Yeah. We spend an entire episode trying to figure out how old John is. Yeah. And then they hit us with Ada. We didn't know. We didn't even know to think about Ada. And Roxy is out there trying to get a hold of Mary Campbell, I'm assuming, because she's special. Yeah. Because the Winchesters slash Campbells tend to be special. Which I guess we knew because Sam and Dean were special children. Yeah. I was going to say that makes sense. Yeah. And I also just appreciate that John ain't special. It's true. For once, someone's going after the woman. Yeah. That's right. It's not you, John. It's not about you. Yeah. Anything else in this episode that kind of caught your eye? I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered everyone, everything that stood out to me. I'm just going to be thinking about Ada's age for the next week. (laughs) Or, you know, tomorrow, because we're recording this episode a week late, which was entirely my fault. And then we'll have uh, the new the next episode that's yes coming out which will not be a week late no and then i think there's another no is there another gap i don't know i don't think there's another gap i think it okay. i think we're rolling through episodes again yeah that's the one benefit to a 13 episode season you don't get that like six week long the winter high yeah usually yeah. although maybe they will i'm not sure actually yeah. i haven't seen the schedule after december 6th after the seventh episode Oh, so they may actually. There may actually be a a winter gap, yeah. Well, okay. So I think that's what we've got for um, episode five here. Uh, As always, if you have, you know, things you want us to talk about with the Winchesters, let us know. Uh, You can find us uh, on the internet at SPN on the Rocks. If you want to support the podcast, uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks, because that is our sister podcast where we set everything up at because we don't know what we're doing. So thank you for listening, and we will catch you shortly with a, another episode of these uh, apparently older than we thought. Yeah. Hunters. Yes. Uh, all right. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Supernatural on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts, who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and more at SPN on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and more. So until next time, this has been The Road That Was. <laughs>